Hey everybody, this is your host Javier and Daniel and you're listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We're just two brown best amigos talking about everything and anything through a Latino and indigenous perspective. In this podcast, expect some tears, joy, and definitely laughter. Imagine you sitting around a table with your best friends but sober. Or you can have a drink too because we don't judge. Well... All right, listeners, we are back again. Brown Sound, Season 3, Episode 7. We have a very special episode lined up for y'all today. How are you doing, Cheek X? What's, what's going on? Hey, I'm doing really good. First of all, hola, and uh, thank you to everybody <laughs> who is listening again. Mm-hmm. Um, it is us. <laughs> Daniel, yeah. oh, We're uh, back. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Cheek X, I've been doing really good. I, uh, you know, I, one of these, one of these last episodes I talked about, like, mental health being like a focus mm. for me um and let me tell you i am kicking butt right now i i feel like i am doing good with my health i'm kicking butt at work mm-hmm. i my relationships are good like up next i gotta find somebody to date me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you gotta download that tinder or chispa or something <laughs> no i'm just kidding uh that, that'll come eventually i'm just kidding oh getting people's hopes yeah. up <laughs> and just for the listeners out there they they all know that Javi has like a line of, you know, uh, girls ready to date him. He has a long line. Make he's like, like a player yeah. or something. He's, no, like the Idaho, he's the Idaho Casanova. <laughs> nah, she can't, uh, I, I'm going to say no, I'm not, but um, I would definitely be a good catch. Uh, but uh, anyways, I digress. What, what's been going on with you? Anything? anything uh, you know, life has been good. It's like I said in the last episode, it's northern Idaho. It's cold. It's not my favorite time of the year, but I yeah. tried to change my perspective on winter because obviously winter we have like winter solstice, the Nespers New Year. We have uh, winter stories that are shared during this time. And, and I try to like change my mindset on like snow, like, OK, snow's not bad because this is what our traditional roots and our, and our salmon and our, our traditional foods need this weather. Right. But I'm still not like I'm not too sold on it because i'm like i just don't well, like the snow i don't like the cold but i understand the importance of it to the land and i, I try to think that way now but like you know it, it takes a process i'm you know? i'm there with you but a couple years ago we had what did we call it snowmageddon oh yeah where like we had snow <laughs> up to like our like waist and i'm like <laughs> I'm not about that. Was that was horrible. Like, no. It was scary to be out and about in that kind of mm-hmm. weather. So I don't miss that, and I hope we don't get that again. But I totally get what you're saying. Um, Chikak, speaking of which, uh, you know, down in in the south, the weather, I, I feel like there's no snow down there, right? Or like maybe I, there are I would think, yeah, maybe in certain parts of the south. I know where I have family in Mescalero in New Mexico, and they get mm-hmm. snow. They get yeah. kind of pretty bad winters they have like a whole ski resort too so they're they they definitely get snow i'm not too sure but i guess kind of speaking about the south and the weather we have a very <laughs> special guest today who we are going to be highlighting her people yeah. the tohona odom people and so our special guest today is representing the tohona odom people she is a podcast host and executive producer of the tohona odom young voices podcast so please give a brown sound welcome <laughs> to Valentina. Woo! Hi. <laughs> hey, how's it's, it going? <laughs> it's going pretty good. Thank you both so much for inviting me as a guest on your podcast. It's always cool to connect with other podcasters and collab. For yeah, real. and you're and you're like you're like a, you're like a pro. You're like podcast like royalty. We just started this year. <laughs> you know, like you've been doing this for a really long time, and like kind of before podcasts became yeah. like the wave yeah. so that's yeah. pretty cool that you like somebody like, said some so i have a friend i have a, an ex-coworker um who is wanting to get into podcasting and he has been calling me his fairy godmother podcast or something <laughs> like that <laughs> all, is there a list for it how do we get on that too <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, for the listeners out there, if you want to just, you know, give a little background mm-hmm. on who you are and how long have you been doing podcasting, because I remember meeting you back pre-pandemic in Arizona at one of the Native Broadcast Summits. I remember yeah. you uh, presenting down there. And so maybe just let the listeners know um, how long you've been doing this and, and what is the, you know, focus of your podcast. Skuktash, Anya Valentina, Vavages, Andrew. I reside here.
here in southern Arizona in Strukshan, Arishan, also known as Tucson, Arizona, uh, which if you don't know, Tucson it derives from my tribe's name is uh, pronounced mm. as Strukshan, which means at the base of Black Hill, which is referring to the A Mountain, if you're familiar with Tucson, if you've been here through this area. But, um, and Arishon is a little spring. Um, mm. But yeah, so I'm a native of here, uh, Thana Atham tribe, which uh, translates to the desert people. We've been here since time immemorial, mm -hmm. and I've been podcasting since 2016. Wow. And yeah, so it, there's a whole thing behind how and why I started podcasting. And a lot of it derives from using podcast as a platform to talk about um, the borderlands and border issues. At the time, I was a part yeah. of uh, an activist group, Dawn Autumn Humachkam Rights Network, and we were doing a lot in the community dealing with border issues. But uh, going back to why I started, that's uh, the main reason why I started podcasting. And here I am in 2022, and uh, we are definitely working we're at now which is a pretty pretty big deal yes that's yeah. awesome and that's one thing that um i did kind of want to touch on too is about the the border issues because i believe i'm i'm one of your presentations was in the spring of um of the broadcast summit mm -hmm. one of the people presented that was the wall being built through your reservation or was it like around it was, or i can't remember it was being built um on the international border which mm. um you know back in the what's the mid 1500s with the gadsden purchase or the Treaty of La Messia. Uh, that's mm -hmm. when autumn lands were divided between United States of America and uh, Mexico. But our lands traditionally do extend into parts of Mexico. Wow. That's yeah. Pretty, it's pretty interesting. That's kind of like same with here. Like, you know, historically our lands are from Eastern Washington, Oregon, parts mm -hmm. of Montana, Idaho, but wow. we've been, we've been, um, obviously, you know, there's a really bad uh, thing with the government Just kidding, when it comes to <laughs> respecting <laughs> treaties. And so we yeah. are all here in Idaho now, but, but yeah, I always think that's very interesting because I mean, like our people, like you said, our your people have been here since time immemorial, and our our people, our culture, our languages, our way of life are way older than you know borders, way older than mm -hmm. yeah, like yeah. the U.S. So it's it's always mm -hmm. interesting to learn about other tribes, and um, especially because I I'm not too familiar with a lot of Southwest tribes. I have family mm -hmm. who are Mescalero, Apache, um, mm -hmm. Yaqui, and uh, Navajo, but I'm not too familiar on. They tell me some things, you know, like but. Um, I'm just it's always so cool to meet other native people out there that, yeah. are, that are in media too I, I love that mm -hmm. um, you've been doing this since 2016 I know one of my yeah. biggest uh, platforms for tribal radio is just mm -hmm. um, amplifying indigenous voices in media and then like trying to bring positive representation because for us here yeah. in the part of Idaho that I live in mm -hmm. um, the news the local news outlets the local whatever everything always paints us to be in this like horrible bad light like we're these drug addicts, yeah. we're these alcoholics, yeah, we're these yes. crazy things. And it's like, yes, we do have obviously alcohol and, and drug abuse on the reservation and stuff, but that's not all that we are, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's that's one thing I, I love about tribal radio and just um, indigenous people in media because we get to be in control of our narrative and, and share, you know, bits and pieces of, of who we are. And so I, yeah. I think that's really cool that you've been doing this for a long time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Changing the narrative is what I like to say is changing the narrative and telling our own stories. So within the past year uh, with my podcast team, that's one message that we've really, really stuck with is telling our own stories. And that's a, an, an important component when it comes to sharing and talking about indigenous peoples, indigenous mm -hmm. histories, mm -hmm. all of those things uh, that we just need to tell our own stories because for too long, they've been told by someone else. And um, mm -hmm. maybe if not all the time, half the time, especially in this day and age, it's still half the time, uh, they're not as accurate as maybe yeah. we'd like them to be. Because when I was yeah. a part of that activist group, um, we dealt with a lot of outside reporters, outside journalists, and when those articles came out, you know, it wasn't uh, wasn't really what we thought it was going to be, and oh. that's why podcasting came into play for me. Mm. Um, was again sharing the truth about uh, yeah. what we were dealing with at the time, and that was another misrepresentation because at the time. Uh, 
it was really bad. They they were, um, you know, we've been on these lands for a long time, but we are heavily militarized at the same time uh, oh. with U.S. Border Patrol um, mm. and uh, migrants. Um, but, you know, the biggest part was the militarization, how bad it was at the time. And now now today it's it's OK. It's a little bit better. I mean, they're still present. They're still all over our roads. Um, but it was for me, it was important because there were even natives from northern Arizona that were chiming in and and labeling us as these bad, horrible people who are involved in this illegal activity with whether it's wow. drugs or transporting uh, people. We were all being labeled that. And back then, that was kind of my thing. If you're not from a border town or if you don't live in a border community, um, you really don't have a say or an opinion that's accurate because you just you just don't know, really. Yeah. You can read the online and you can see what's on the news, but all of that is you know media it's all misrepresented yeah. Yeah. either way uh who better than us to tell our mm -hmm. own stories and i yeah that's one of the that's one of the biggest messages that daniel and i've been sending out of the podcast is mm -hmm. there needs to be representation in all facets of every industry and you know specifically for the media we will only we know how to tell our stories the yeah. right way um and shine light into you know whatever the issues are in the appropriate manner um mm -hmm. valentina i i am of mexican descent and mm -hmm. uh one of the things that daniel and i've talked about on the show is that um uh, because idaho and I don't know if you've ever been to Idaho, but mm -hmm. uh, no. it's a pretty <laughs> big state. Um, it spans, it touches Canada and it comes down pretty low. But Daniel's in northern Idaho. I'm in southern wow. Idaho. Wow. And um, down in the south, we do have some, we do have tribes, but it's further south than I'm at. So mm -hmm. when I was growing up, I really didn't get that opportunity to connect with indigenous communities. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't until we got to college and I ran into Daniel wearing flip flops <laughs> that, you know, our friends. In our very first episode, uh, Daniel and I met in college, and he was this young, mm. doughy, what do you call it? PYT. PYT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in Moscow, yeah. in this new, this new world off the res, you know, as a freshman <laughs> in college, and I just remember Javier, so Javier mentioned in our, in our first episode he was tabling for one of his organizations and he was like hey hey and I, in my mind i'm like think gosh like i don't speak spanish like does he think i'm mexican i don't know and and but then that's yeah that's where our friendship started like over 11 years ago and here we wow. are just uh so <laughs> now we have a podcast together no but the the biggest thing about like the takeaway or i guess what i'm trying to get at is the state is so large and i hadn't had the opportunity growing up in Idaho to learn about indigenous communities, mm -hmm. much less have a friend, um, right, that was close or grew up on a res. Um, and I'm very curious for you, especially because you've shared your tribe sit in an area that's by a border. Um, what are some of the like challenges? And I, I'm, I'm just very, very curious. Mm -hmm. Um, some of the challenges like your community faces being a border town with the um, U.S. government. But then I'm also curious about um, what that means with being near Mexico. And then maybe mm -hmm. also like um, any like similarities, maybe do you, like, do you yeah. speak Spanish? Do you, <laughs> what kind of food do y'all <laughs> eat? I, I just want to know this all because it's very interesting <laughs> to me. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. yeah. And thank you for asking uh, those questions. And yeah, there are a lot, a lot of similarities, but I'll start with the challenges part being a border town the first challenge is that our lands were split and our people were split and there are still autumn and still autumn villages uh in the mexican part of wow. this boundary but for us it's not mexico for us those are still our homes that's still our traditional mm -hmm. lands it's not it's not about countries to us it's not that mm -hmm. at all mm -hmm. um so that's first that's the first challenge so you know unfortunately for those autumn that were born in the mexico who still live there don't have the same rights um as uh we would here as autumn in the u.s so because wow. we're here we have a lot of resources 
resources. We have a lot. We can get a lot of help and all those mm-hmm. things, but it's more challenging for the Otham in Mexico. There's actually a, an Otham governor um, who governs the Otham in Mexico, um, and they've adapted to the to the lifestyle. They speak Spanish. Um, they, you know, that's their lifestyle. But at the same time, they're still awesome and they still do traditional singing and dancing uh, ceremonies and wow. all those things. So it's since then, it's really become mixed and intertwined. And that's the that's the interesting part of, of us here is that um, because we were um, we were we came into contact with uh, uh, missionaries who introduced Christianity, but also heavily introduced Catholicism. A lot of Otham today are Catholic, and we do a lot of things similar to the Mexican culture um, when it comes to music, when it comes to food, when it comes to celebration. For us, it's a tribal holiday. All Souls Day is a tribal holiday. They shut the government down. Um, And for us, we call it Rimoshan. And it's a day, of course, you know, feeding the ghost. Growing up as a kid, that's what we, that's what was always said about this time. Families prepare, you know, all the, the good foods that their past loved ones enjoyed. Um, yeah. And then, of course, the music, our not traditional i wouldn't say it's like more traditional um as far as like traditional music or songs um the contemporary style of music derives from um when the missions uh taught the autumn to learn how to play the violin and the guitar for their mass services of course, they made it into a more social thing, and then they started to play social music, um, and then those social things started to become more in the communities. And today, it's the biggest uh, genre of music. We call it wider music, which derives from bailar. Um, mm. So, <laughs> so it's a big part of who we are today. You hear wider music, and that's what it is. It's more instrumental. There's not very much singing, but a lot of it is like derived from classic conjunto and Tejano and Norteño oh, like that's what it mm. derives from so a lot of cover songs with that music you know um, <laughs> it's a whole thing down here like it really is and I think that's what really um, separates us and makes our tribe unique you know speaking of that what the similarities and the differences that's definitely yeah. one of the biggest things that makes us uh, really different from other tribes wow and and I'm curious now like what kind of food do, do y'all eat I'm like are you eating pozole? Are you eating menudo? Or <laughs> yeah, we ha- yeah, we are. We're eating menudo, which we call poshor, um, red chili, which we call cocorjito. We eat the pinto beans. We make chichimeth, which of course is tortilla. We make oh, wow. the bun, which is the bread with the menudo, you know, like all of that. Some tamales, <laughs> tamar oh, is what we God. call it. <laughs> yes. And, you know, me and my mom were actually just talking about taking a trip to Hatch, New Mexico to get some chili pots mm. for New oh. Year's to make tamales. Love Lucky. that. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's the one thing I love about my Mescalero fam is the food. You know, they, <laughs> it's just like the food is always so good. And I was telling, I was telling Javi because we so last November we were in Phoenix visiting another old college friend, and so I took him to the Frybread House because I know oh, that's cool. <laughs> native owned, and so mm-hmm. we got to eat. You know, I always love the the style of the tortillas. Um, mm-hmm. That's the thin. You know. They're so good. Yeah. And the red chili, yeah, it's all it's all mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. I I had a stew that was like like pozole, but it was a clear pozole. Um, and so it has like hom for and for people that are listening, pozole is a hominy, so it's kind of like a corn-based soup um, or stew. It sometimes comes in uh, with chicken or either like pork or beef. Um, and usually pozole made with chicken is made in a green style, like with green tomatillos and chilies and mm-hmm. um, the the ones with like pork or or beef usually come. Um, in like a red sauce I think chile guajillos or other chiles like that are used but um, this particular stew that I had was I think it was a beef stew but it had the hominy in it and I was like oh my gosh it was like a surprise because I don't really uh. don't see <laughs> hominy in a lot of things and I just thought is this pozole it looks like pozole <laughs> and and it was really really good it was just the clear pozole it didn't have uh. it didn't have like greens or red chiles in uh. it but it, it was really really good so good mm-hmm. nice I'm like, Yes. I'm getting hungry here talking about it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's how it is. Yeah, I definitely, I always miss, always miss my fam in New Mexico. New Mexico, because whenever they come to visit, that's all they do is just cook. Like bring us all <laughs> the good stuff, all the stuff that we can't get up here in northern Idaho, you know. But um, but yeah, I think I think that's pretty cool, pretty cool explanation on on your on your tribe and and the land that you're, the area that you're in. I know. Um, have you ever have you ever visited anywhere up north? Any other northern tribes besides uh, Arizona? You or? Know. No, not so much. I mean, uh, we've gotten a tr- chance to travel. Well, actually, you know what I have? When you talk about AHEC, you know what AHEC is? American I, Indian yeah. Higher Education Consortium. You mm-hmm. know, when tribal uh, colleges come together to compete in these different things. But anyways, uh, so been to, uh, what is it? Uh, North Dakota, South Dakota for, oh. for those. Um, and uh, I did an internship, summer internship one year in uh, Northern. Utah, I believe it was Utah, Randlett, <laughs> Vernal area. Worked for U.S. Wish, oh, wow. Fish and Wildlife. The Wallapai cool. Tribe was pretty near. Uh, checked out oh, Salt yeah. Lake City. Um, oh yeah, been there. Yeah, Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I'm such a fan of Salt Lake as a recent because I, mm-hmm. I mentioned in a few episodes before how I am. I'm really big into like reality TV. Like I just can get sucked <laughs> into reality TV. And and my my That's favorite. Funny. My favorite reality show right now is actually the the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City because they're so it's so I'm just like I didn't even know Mormons were like this or you know I just I had no clue and so that show that so every time I hear anything about Salt Lake I'm like I want to go there now because I see it on, on TV it's like one of my one of those guilty pleasure like TV shows like I, and for a long time I didn't like people knowing like what type of TV shows I watch and now like, you know what I I own it I I like to watch the trashy real I'm like, I can just sit there and like binge watch too. I'm like watching season one, <laughs> two, three, like, yeah. <laughs> I was, um, that's really funny. I, I, w- I wanted to know, um, Valentina, what, what are some of, um, what are some of the challenges that you have seen uh, just within your tribe? Like, for example, and Daniel and I have talked about like some of the issues that we've seen as like low income folks, uh, mm-hmm. some of the challenges growing up. Um, we've talked about like stereotypes and gender expectations. So like, you know, what men and women are quote supposed to be doing and like the mm-hmm. expectations that, um, you know, kind of fall on them for that. Um, I'm just very curious to know, like, you know, from your perspective, what are some of the, um, like, issues, I guess, that are more pertinent to your tribe, mm-hmm. different, um, and, and, like, what are things that are being done to kind of help your people kind of, like, improve and, you know, get better or, like, find resources and community to, to get past some of those hurdles or challenges? I'm just, I'm like, tell me everything. I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, you know, every community has its challenges, and, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of where we all are similar when it comes to different communities is, you know, the drug use. Um, alcohol, domestic violence, suicide, yeah. uh, missing and murdered indigenous mm. um, oh, people. Yeah. Um, so those all still are uh, pretty evident in our communities. Um, you know, recently with the rainbow fentanyl, that's becoming an issue in oh. today's with the mm. young people. There have been, unfortunately, lives, young people's lives, young native, not young autumn's lives who have been cut too short because of that. Um, even mm-hmm. during with just recently with Halloween, you know, I work in tribal radio too. I'm an on-air DJ, Lady T, right here. Hey, <laughs> <let> <laughs> <know>. <laughs> um, but that's one thing, you know, a PSA that we were talking about was, you know, how to be safe, what to look out for, rainbow fentanyls out there, you know, mm-hmm. check your kids' candy kind of thing because it's yeah. is on the reservation right now, you know. Yeah, and it's crazy you mentioned that because that's what my community's being hit with hard lately we've lost so many um so many young mimipu people to fentanyl and it's it's really scary and sad because in you know working in tribal radio we have psas to do and i just had to do a psa Mm. on fentanyl awareness before halloween and when i was doing that i was like getting angry because i'm like why like why do like why are people doing this but then it's like it's i don't know it was it was rough because so recently there was some fentanyl pills found in our community center where kids frequent like every day but thankfully the day when that when those pills were found it was found by an adult but um 
there was like a volleyball game and a football game, so there was no kids in the community center that day. So mm-hmm. thankfully, they they were doing something, but yeah. where they where they found them was right out in the middle of the open, and so we had to do a PSA on that about like checking because what um, people are doing here is you know they're leaving it out like it because it looks like candy you know it's like different colors and yeah it's crazy it's crazy that that i just i i mean growing up i mean yeah people did drugs and stuff but it wasn't nothing heavy like that and so nowadays it's it's just crazy to me when we have to he- keep hearing or keep burying our people to to fentanyl overdose or mm-hmm. um, things like that and also i was gonna ask too so like i know with our with our res and other reservations i've been to in our area uh we have tribal police um Mm -hmm. Do y'all have tribal police? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, we do. Uh, and then Border Patrol also. I was an, I just was an ask it. too. So does the Border Patrol have jurisdiction over tribal members there? Pretty much. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yeah, so like if, if uh, and you know, majority of the time, um, and you hear it in the community, whether it's community halls or uh, community meetings or whatever, um, some of them prefer to keep, because there's been talks about like, let's get Border Patrol off our borderlands but then there are those autumn that want border patrol there because they do feel safe they do feel like they do respond more faster than topd i thought mm. the police department um and so there's like it's half and half with with border patrol presence is, is there any kind of like i don't know like like a liaison or like like what kind of relationships do you have with like border patrol because if they're going to be on your lands it should all it feels like you know your tribe should have a say in like what you, they can and cannot or like what's acceptable what isn't you know what so from what i've heard i believe that they go through some kind of uh, cultural sensitivity class and um. you know so they there is a liaison and they are encouraged to to do that i don't know as far as like the actual like border patrol agencies and another thing with that there's such a fast turnaround with the agents that um, you know, they come and they go, they come and they go. Mm. So there's constantly people there that don't know much about the people, don't know much about mm. the land, uh, can be super disrespectful. But then there are those who are doing what they need to do and are respectful. So for me, it's kind of like as long as they're not, you know, they're they're doing their job. I can respect that as long as mm-hmm. they're doing what they need to do. Like, that's good. That's OK. But when you start coming at me and accusing me or you know immediately um you know thinking that i'm doing something illegal then that's when of course that leaves a bad taste in my mouth which over not any recent not any time recently but Mm -hmm. um years some years over the years i guess uh, I have been in situations. I have gotten surrounded by Border Patrol. Mm-hmm. I have gotten guns pulled on me. I have had a chopper wow. above me. So there, it, it can be pretty intense. It can, mm-hmm. and they intimidate. You know, they like to intimidate you. Oh, they yeah. want to show you who's boss. And there's a lot of untold border stories like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Everybody has a border story to tell. That's so crazy. That just makes me think about how you know there. There's been some, and again, I'm not saying all. Uh, officers or all Border Patrol folks are the same, but I do remember in the media, um, and we saw it in the news from community, like social media, where folks would uh, record um, for safety, right, and to document like incidents. Um, they, they'd record when like instances of like racial profiling happened and being that one of the things we talked about with Daniel is uh, we were we're brothers in brown <laughs> because we're, <laughs> we're brown people but the other thing too is sometimes folks from our communities will look like each other so mm-hmm. um, being that you're a community that lives um, by the border you have half of your community community living actually in mexico um and then there's that piece about you know like do you feel like maybe some of your tribal members or i mean things that you've observed uh do you feel like you get profiled for maybe being undocumented or how i mean how does that work yeah so like me and my family we do have um uh, some mexican lineage in my family so my mom she is a lot more like complected than me um, and a lot of times she does, even even from other natives or other autumn. It's funny, yesterday she went into one of the major towns on the res to get a food box 
And, mm-hmm. and the lady was kind of in a hurry, and so she was helping my mom. But then when she really looked at my mom, she was like, are you even autumn? My mom's, <laughs> she's all like, yes. And so she started speaking to her in autumn. But yeah, my mom has, uh, and my older brother. So I have my mom and my older brother and my older, one of my older sisters that are light-complected. But me, my younger brother, and my oldest sister were, you know, were brown. Um, yeah. But my oldest brother has, deals with that a lot because he does look... Mm. Um, he does look more Mexican than he does autumn, yeah. um, but he he has you know been uh, racially profiled because of his skin tone. Yeah, I was gonna ask too. So like, cause I know with the res here, so we have um, between the police, there's a lot of jurisdiction issues. So like, only the tribal police can like arrest or cite tickets, I believe, to tribal members mm-hmm. on, within reservation line. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, I think on the highways, like state highways, we can get pulled over. Like we can get pulled over by any cop, like a stater or a, mm-hmm. a sheriff. But I, but we have the right to. So if I were to get pulled over by a stater or a sheriff i could request a tribal cop present and yeah. usually when they do that then they leave and then the tribal cops are like oh yeah just slow down you know like mm-hmm. you're all right whatever but um <laughs> i was wondering what are the like what are the like the rights that the border patrol has on within the reservation boundaries like can <clears throat> they so they can just like pull people over and they can yeah. can they like cite tickets out to tribal members they can't do that, uh, but they can pull over for whatever reason they have to pull you over for. So, so if you look at the like the borderline in any state that has a border with another country, um, in in our case here, I don't know, maybe it's like that in other places, but they do. U.S. Uh, Homeland Security has um, control over a hundred miles of mm. border areas, I guess. So mm-hmm. we're definitely within that 100-mile range. And uh, I didn't mention this before, but we actually, in two um, inter- entry points and exit points off of the res going into towns or cities, two major routes, there's Highway 86 and there's Indian Route 15. Highway 86 comes here to Tucson, um, and also it passes through, the big chunk of it goes through our reservation. Um, mm. But at those uh, exit and entry points, we do actually have uh, checkpoints there that have been oh, there wow. forever um but the one on 86 there hasn't been anyone there um which i'm surprised and i don't know what's going on or what happened but for many 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 years that those checkpoints happen there and usually you know we're used to being asked are you a u.s citizen yes no. go ahead you can go or if there's something that they suspect they pull they can put put us into um into secondary where they can search our vehicles we get off the vehicle wow. our cars wow. um so yeah they 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 are allowed to do those things that's yeah that's so interesting i guess just because for me i mean where my res it's not it doesn't border canada or anything i'm you know in between northern idaho like it's just northern idaho and i'm like kind of in the middle but that's so interesting just because i know a lot of tribal members here um when it comes to like a non-tribal cop they're like you have no jurisdiction don't talk like they're like they know their rights mm-hmm. which is good yeah. but um yeah it's just at that that just really it's very interesting and so can can your people your tribal members can um y'all go back and forth to mexico go like actually yeah we can can. actually tribal id our tribal id yeah they recognize it yeah so that's that's a good thing Mm -hmm. so do your does the mexican side of your tribe do they get tribal ids and is that the same can they are they considered like mexican citizens and so that's different for them yeah to the US. yeah they are okay. considered uh mexican citizens oh okay. wow yeah that's crazy yeah that's that's very interesting that um that your you know your your tribe is on one side and then this side it's just very mm-hmm. it's that's a lot to learn i'm i'm thankful that yeah. you're sharing this too because i'm just like trying to take it all in because i had so many questions and uh-huh um, I know my family in Mescalero have mentioned before, like how when they were younger, they used to just cross the border, and um, I believe it was Juarez. That's kind of, mm. I think it's like a couple hours from Mescalero. They would drive down to yeah. Texas, and then then, and I remember they used to talk about going back and forth too. Mm. And one of my uncles, one of my uncles last, we went down there last year after kind of things got better with the pandemic. Um, we went down to visit because one of our cousins died during the pandemic, oh. and so we didn't we didn't get to go to the services, so they had. 
a memorial for him. And so we got to go to that. And one of our uncles I was, you know, kind of talking to and stuff, he was telling me how, you know, different parts of um, their tribe have ties to northern Mexico. Like they're, you know, but then with the treaties and stuff and the border, so they're they're put down. Oh, but wow. I was yeah. like, wow, that's just very, it's just so interesting to learn, you know, the, the history and, and just other different tribes um, history because yeah i mean i I think we all relate on like obviously our our traditional lands are not just in one spot we you know come Mm -hmm. from a lot and that's kind of how it is in my area like the nimipu people are kind of um i believe we might have had maybe the biggest like area of land at one point like we were eastern washington oregon idaho montana but um yeah so that that, that's just that's just crazy it's just really interesting Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah but all in all it's uh we've learned to live with with you know what it is Mm -hmm. today um we make the best of it we still do what we we do in our own homelands um but yeah, uh, it, for me, it's been, I've been okay. I haven't had any issues with Border Patrol uh, and I'm an abiding citizen. You know, I have nothing mm-hmm. to hide. I'm not doing anything <laughs> illegal. I'm good, you know, Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I don't have any issues with any of them um, unless they, they, you know. <laughs> yeah. Don't start, don't start yeah. none. <laughs> no, that's, that's awesome. I, I wanted to ask maybe in, because we have a couple other segments uh, as part of our our show we wanted to share with you and Mm -hmm. hopefully you'll participate but um if you could give uh a piece of advice to to like members of your community and not of your community um daniel and i what we shoot for is bringing awareness to different challenges that folks from our communities face um but the bigger thing is like how can we be good role models how can we inspire the the younger folk to you know, reach for more, be more, um, and, mm-hmm. you know, to not let, like, the barriers, the, you know, those challenges, the hurdles stop them from continuing on, on their path. And so what kind of advice would you say to folks, um, younger folks, the youth, um, about just, like, living in a, in a community like yours, having the challenges that you faced and, and how to push forward. And the question for you too, Daniel, um, like how do, <laughs> how do, what advice would you give to the youth about living your experience and, and how to push through it? Because a, a lot of youth are, are living the same challenges. The advice I would give to, to any youth out there who may be struggling, who may be dealing with something, um, just know that you're, you're not alone. Even though maybe it feels that way right now, just trust that in time, life changes, life moves on, you're going to get older, you're going to experience good and bad things in mm-hmm. life. But to be able to overcome those bad things and telling yourself, you know what, when I grow up, I don't want to be like that. You know, trust in yourself and take care of yourself first. Look out for yourself because sometimes it may feel like you're all you have. So I would just, you know, say that just don't give up and and keep pushing forward. And even if life seems like it's just not going anywhere, trust me, it can and it will Mm. because I'm definitely a product of my environment. I grew up in an alcohol and domestic violence home. I grew up in a village, small village way out there in the res where (laughs) we didn't have a vehicle. So I had to entertain myself and the environment, the mountains, the land was my playground. Um, but I always told myself, I'm not going to be that like that, a drunk. I'm not going to do this. I'm not, I want to do this. So even though at a young age, you feel like you don't have any control over your situation, just know that in time, you know, you'll be able to gain more of that control because the way you're feeling or whatever you're going through is valid. It's valid. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with what you're dealing with right now. So, mm-hmm. but just do not give up. Keep hope, keep faith, and and trust in yourself to make the best decisions for yourself. Because at the end of the day, we're all that we have. And be an encouragement yeah. and be an example for others mm-hmm. who are behind you. Oh, my Dang. God. Mic drop right there. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Taking us to church. <laughs> Hallelujah. Beat that, Daniel. I know. My, oh, wow. uh, everything she said. <laughs> um, I, I think my my advice to any young indigenous youth who may be coming from a similar background or, or not, my advice is just to always 
be proud of who you are, be proud of where where you come from. And um, I mean, like, I feel like for me as an adult, I mean, growing up, I wasn't always really connected to my culture. Like there was times and things, you know, but um, I think as an adult, what has really helped me um, mentally would be just getting getting out on the land and, and getting to know, you know, our traditional our traditional way of life and and um i feel like it just it, it connects me and it it, it kind of helps me mentally so i think my advice would just be just be proud of who you are and, and if you don't know you know you can ask um thankfully i have uh mentors that i've reached out to and as a recently like what's really been kind of really good for my mental health is learning um some of our kind of traditional um longhouse songs and so that's been something that i i and I haven't shared that with anybody, so this is the first time. This is like a break in um, wow. news. Yeah. No, no, but I have because because things like that to me are very personal, and so. Um, but I, I can tell where it's it's made me feel grounded, and it's made me feel even more proud to be Miku. It's it's made me um, just feel really uplifted. So that's one thing I would just my advice is just to um, be proud of where you where you come from, and um, and if you you know I think the best thing in in community is is finding your community and knowing who you could reach out to, knowing who you can have in your support circle. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, other just, you know, natives, we're just so, we're just such a strong and resilient people. Um, yeah. And I just think, you know, I think that that's for all, you know, like people of color, you know, not just native people, it'd be for Latino people, you know, African-American. Um, but just, yeah, I think just always, I think just knowing like your history and knowing where you're from is like the best thing for me. And, so I, that, that's my advice and yeah, hopefully they awesome. listen to me I'm I'm your uncle so listen to me no, <laughs> listen to Uncle Daniel listen to Uncle no <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, um, I I was gonna chime in too. I'm like, in case uh, you know, people well, want to hear about yeah. me. <laughs> Let's hear it. You no, but, but what I was gonna in thinking about what you're saying, right? I'm trying to put myself back into like my like teenage years or younger, mm -hmm. um, and being someone who grew up with uh, parents who were immigrants, uh, mm. and um, we had a show where we had a friend. Uh, Dan Hader come in to talk. He's um, he identifies as a South Asian, and he was talking about how um, his his family was basically othered. Right? People would make fun of the language or how they looked, or and I that really resonated with me because that you know those are things that happened to my family and to me. And I one of the things that I'm not ashamed of because it's kind of like a protecting yourself kind of thing, but I think in my mind growing up if I assimilated to the main culture then I wouldn't be picked on, I wouldn't be made fun of, I wouldn't be um targeted in that way because I was different. Um however, as I've grown up, as I found my voice, as I've leaned into my identity, as I've um you know gotten to feel more like like confident and therefore more proud of like being Mexican and being the son of immigrants and being where I'm at today uh, because I realize not a lot of folks get that opportunity. Um, I, I just think about like lean into your identity, lean mm. into your community, lean into where you came from, use that because that will make you stand out. And um, the only way that we can be the best versions of ourselves is one to be authentic and true. But the other piece is if the youth or someone younger um, doesn't see people like us out and about in their mm -hmm. lives, doesn't see what they could be or aspire to be, then then they may not reach for that. And that that is troublesome. So what I would say to the youth is um, lean into yourself, lean into your community and trust uh trust in the people around you because they, they will help you. And I know that's mm -hmm. been the case for me too. I've been able to find great mentors and friends. And um, I, I think that's why it's so important that uh, Valentina, we, again, you could be our fairy podcast mother yeah. or whatever. <laughs> we'll take it. Uh, Your podcast we'll take auntie. It. <laughs> yeah, there but um, I, I mean, I, I will take it. Uh, but, but it's because of, you know, folks like us kind of branching out, being vulnerable, trying something different, something yeah. new, um, and sharing our lived experiences with the community at large. I think that's 
that's helping make a difference. Um, and that's, I mean, I can only speak for Daniel, for myself, um, and and working with Daniel, but um, that really makes this work kind of, it makes it fun, it makes it mm-hmm. exciting, and that's why we continue to uh, to do this kind of work. And so I hope that in six years, we're you know, we're go- your goals. <laughs> so I hope that we're there. Um, I would like a team of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, funding but, does um, help. <laughs> <laughs> that's what so, we need to get into yeah that, that is funding. so, mm-hmm. so I, I anyways i just want to say thank you so much for for being mm-hmm. vulnerable for sharing um mm-hmm. on on your community and your experience and and um thank you thank you so much yes um, up, up next we have our language lesson so oh, uh, yes. Daniel, you want to kick us off all right yeah so again you know cut cio for your time just appreciate it and it's just so cool to just connect with other you know indigenous people who are you know who who've been doing this so we can definitely learn from you and and take notes and everything but um for our language lesson today we are going to teach our listeners how to say family or relative or you know i know in my language we have the word for both family or relative so how to say relative would be himyuma or family is nechtsetsa oh gosh can you you repeat okay so so himyuma himyuma Himyuma. Or Nechtsa Oh, gosh. That's <laughs> nechtsa it's like a, 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 a soft X. Nechtsa Etza. That was good. Yeah, that's <laughs> close <laughs> enough, Chica, because I understood. Yeah. <laughs> nechtsa Etza. Nechtsa Etza, yeah. Okay. Nechtsa Etza. Like nech, 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 etza. We can just say him, Yuma. Him, Yuma? We'll just stick with him. Really easy. Yeah. I'm like, I'm all chica because my tongue doesn't do that. All right. Um, and in Spanish, uh, the way we would say family is familia. Familia. Familia, yes, and it's for us uh, because some of our language derives from uh, the Spanish language. Um, so we have there's hajin, hajin, which is my hajin, and hajin, which is my family, and then there's also those who just say familia. You know, like you were saying familia, but we say familia. Familia. Familia, yeah, or hajin. Hajin. Yeah. That's a little bit easier than mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yours had a whole thing going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and, right. I, and, and as I said, I believe like the Nez Perce language here is the oldest out of the Sahaptan languages in, in our area. So I think I believe oh, our okay. languages is older than um, like the Cayuse, Wallawali, Matilla, Yakima, um, all, all that fall under the Sahaptan. How many so, tribes in, in Idaho? Um, in Idaho, we have five federally recognized tribes so we have oh. the the Coeur d'Alene yeah. the Nez Perce the Shoshone Bannock the Shoshone Paiute and the Kootenai tribe oh wow yeah. yeah, so we only have five, but we have, mm-hmm. but the Nez Perce have um, sister tribes with like the Umatilla, mm-hmm. Walla Walla, Cayuse. Um, oh, yeah. You know, we, we have very similar yeah. languages, different dialects, but we can understand mm-hmm. one another. We have very cool. similar um, songs and things like that. But yeah. It's the same here. We have sister tribes. There are other Otham. There's uh, the Gila River, which is Akamard Otham, Salt River Gila, which is Ankh Akamard Otham. We have Pipash, which is Akchin Indian community and then we have uh Hiachetatham who are the sand people again same mm-hmm. thing all di- mm-hmm. same dialect or a uh, different dialect same language um all mm-hmm. that stuff yeah that's cool that's really cool mm-hmm. very very cool i um y'all i am learning so much so thank you <laughs> for sharing especially Me your too. language yes thank you so uh now is the part of the podcast where <laughs> we participate in the shades of brown shady questions so Valentina, welcome to your first shady question segment 
<laughs> so if this is your very first time listening to our listeners, the uh, Shades of Brown Shady question round, our segment goes as follows. We will ask three questions. Uh, everybody here today will answer two out of the three. Well, the goal is to answer all three, but at the very least answer two and skip one. And so are we ready? Yes? Let's go. <laughs> okay. I think, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, these questions are actually really easy today, so I, I would not sweat these. But um, question number one is, what is the best advice that an elder or abuelo, abuela have ever given you that mm. like you still live with, that you still practice, that you still um, live by? Who is the best fry bread or tortilla maker in your family? Ooh. And... <laughs> Who is that one celebrity that you would switch places <laughs> uh, for with a, for a whole day, and why? Okay, um, who wants to go first? We'll let our guests go first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So. Uh, I think the best for like the elder advice is that because our reservation has these boundaries that never used to be there, um, one thing that was I remember an elder saying was that regardless of where you go, whether you're in Tucson, whether you're in Phoenix, whether you're south of the border, just know that you are always home. So don't ever feel like you're foreign to those places because traditionally we roam those lands. We still have songs about those mountains and on foods in those areas and traditional things, harvesting uh, wild um, wild things that we use to make our baskets and other things. So just know that regardless whether when you leave these reservation boundaries, just know that you're still home. That's deep. I like it. Yeah. And the next question was, who is the best fry bread or tortilla maker in your family? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, I guess, I mean, Anja, my mom, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, uh, I love okay. to make I love yeah I love to make uh, the 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 tortilla videos when she's making the tortillas the chuchume putting it on the comor she's a pro like arms don't even burn I'm, I'm like you know doing this trying to pick <laughs> it off and all sensitive to the heat but she's just like throws it on there picks it back up <laughs> I know I use a fork too to put tortillas <laughs> <laughs> um, and then last who is a celebrity you would switch places with for a day and why <laughs> oh man a celebrity i would switch places with hmm okay gosh <laughs> I, I i don't know i mean i don't know if i'd switch places with them but i'd want to like spend a day with him <laughs> oh, oh. Wayne, Wayne <laughs> that's, that's, I'm sure people will agree. I think a lot yes. of uh, Native women will definitely agree with that. <laughs> I know all my aunties up here would. <laughs> oh, Uncle The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I guess I can go. So for me, the best advice um, an elder or an, or um, a grandparent gave me, I would say my grandpa Wally, or he's my great grandpa wally but he was the only grandpa that i grew up in my life and um he passed away years a couple years back but um i remember one time he we were sitting on the porch because he lived to be 92 i believe 92 or 90 yeah so he was he was uh, he had a good life and um, so I remember one time sitting on the porch with him and he was just telling me once like you know I've seen a lot of things and life moves on and I said oh yeah you know so <laughs> I, I I take that like as a way of like things might be hard um, life might get tough but it's always kind of like worth living like you know life mm. moves on and so that's kind of how I took it um, <laughs> and who's the best fry bread or tortilla maker in my family uh, well Nimi Poo people we don't really make tortillas um but we have you know i would say my grandma she definitely taught us all how to make fry bread but to be honest i think like out of my and it's this i might make my sister mad because she's learned to make fry bread before i did but i think i make better fry bread than i'm a really good cook and wow. i will stand on that i stand 10 toes down and i'm a really good cook 
But when it comes to fry bread, I mean, my sister makes fry bread almost very exact, similar to my grandma's. But for some reason, I don't know. My fry bread, I just, I don't know if it just, I made it and I'm really proud, but I would have to say myself. Uh, my sister's all like, whatever. And my sister and I, we like to poke fun because they're like, oh, my fry bread's better. She's like, no, it's not. You know, we like to just, just joke around. But, that is um, funny. Fun fact, really quick, uh, for us, Autumn, we uh, we don't say fry bread. We call them popovers. Oh, popovers. Okay. Popovers. That's interesting. Yeah. And um, so celebrity that I would switch places for a day and why. Um, I think for me, a celebrity that I would switch places with, someone who I feel to me has always been a good, um, he just seems like a good vibe in, in the lifestyle he lives is just something like that I would love to experience would be DJ Khaled, you know, DJ Khaled. He's, DJ, um, really? I think uh... he just, he just, he just, I mean, he just has this nice life in Miami and I'm like, I love Florida. I mean, I love Miami. So it's like, I just, I don't know. I, I love all his, like his house. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, that's a tough one, but I would say off the top of my head, probably DJ. And then too, it's like, he's, he's like rich and famous and he doesn't even rap or nothing. Like all he has to do is say his name and he has all these like artists you know? on his songs and he's getting rich off of it. So I would say, you know, and he's, he's a fellow big guy. He's very confident, and so I feel like I, he's, you know, I I'd be confident. So I would say, yeah, probably DJ Khaled, just because he just seems like he just has a nice life in Florida. <laughs> I don't know. I could just all be for social media too, but that's that's who came talking. That's, that's, that is true. That's a good point. Um, so for me, what is the best advice that uh, an elder abuela abuela have ever given me? So um, I'm just thinking about like my grandpa, my grandma and I don't have like per se a quote I think that my grandma and grandpa um, were the best like role models just through examples for me but mm. I one of the things about me and how I wish to live my life is I don't get involved in, in conflict or drama I don't like to talk bad about people I don't um, engage in in uh, you know conversations like that uh, and I think a big part of that is just my grandma um, my grandma uh, has always been like you know don't mind that that's not for mm -hmm. us you know mm -hmm. that 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 if somebody yeah. does something to us that's gonna come back to them that's mm -hmm. you know how we what we have control over is how we react and let's not give that any power and so like um in in many ways in a lot of words <laughs> in the conversations <laughs> i just seem i just see my grandma in that way and i i like that personally mm -hmm. and, it, and it's uh, it has brought a lot of peace in my life it has brought a lot of good close genuine friendships um, and anytime that someone comes around with negative energy like that, I, you know, it, I, I naturally push away. I don't push anybody yeah. away, but I just move away because that's not for me. But I, 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 and you, and you all sharing that, I was like, I wonder what. Um, and so I, I wanted to share that about my grandma. Um, who is the best uh, fry bread tortilla maker in your family? Well, my family doesn't make fry bread. <laughs> but fun fact, I, I did, did teach you. Daniel did teach me, and I learned his grandma's. Uh, um, his grandma's uh, recipe wow. that is very coveted and secret. So I will say, <laughs> I, I will say, I have that now. Um, I made him sign an NDA. You're, I was like, gonna, you learn pretty, this? Pretty soon he's gonna have a fry bread stand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Javi's fry bread. So what, do, yeah. what, what do we call them? Flopovers? Flipovers? <laughs> Popovers. Pop <Yeah. laughs> um, and then yeah, flip -overs. who is a yeah, flip over. <laughs> Who is the celebrity that you would switch uh, with for a day and why? Honestly, there's not like a cele uh, celebrity I would want to choose right off the bat. But I do know that I would just pick someone like very rich, like insanely <laughs> rich. So I Kim could Kardashian. Just, like, yeah, so I could just experience a day in there. No, I mean not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, try to squeeze in that Marilyn Monroe dress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta share something. My grandpa, who's passed away, he was a big trickster and jokester. 
mm-hmm. and he would always say uh, he had a nickname for me but I'm not going to repeat it uh, but he would say like Nick we'll just say Javi he would say Javi mm-hmm. he's like is it true um, um, is it true that they call you um, you know the brave one um, and and I'd say grandpa why so this joke isn't going to make sense in English but it will in Spanish and I'll repeat it in a second but he would say uh, Javi um, is it true that they call you the brave one and I'd say uh, grandpa why and he said because you don't have any <laughs> He would say, because you don't have any, um, (laughs) he would say, because you don't have any culo, and so, (laughs) so in Spanish, uh, culo is slang for, like, a coward, but also it means butt, so he would say, Javi, is it true to call you the brave one, because you don't have any culo, and I'm like, oh, thanks, grandpa. Yeah, I I I miss him a lot, but he would do stuff like that. Anyways, you guys, y'all just making me reminisce about my grandpa. I'm gonna start, start crying here in a second. Yeah. Yeah. But but no, yes, I I would definitely change places with like a rich celebrity. Um, maybe Bad Bunny. Let's let's oh. pick someone Latino. Yeah, and then, for, you know, just kind of like, what is an extravagant lifestyle like? I would like yeah. to experience yeah. a day in the life. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, those are some good, good, good answers. Again, I just want to say for your time today, Mm -hmm. uh, learned so much and I just appreciate, uh, you coming onto the show and just opening up and sharing about, you know, your, your, your experience and your, your people. And, Mm um, it's just, it's just been an awesome, awesome episode. And I just want to say Katsuyayo again. Yeah. Thank you both so much for having me. Uh, I had an awesome time and was happy to hear to the listeners out there if you're interested and you want to learn more about uh, my tribe Thawna Autumn check out Thawna Autumn Young Voices podcast T.O. Young Voices podcast or just T.O. Young Voices dot com where you can find everything Awesome. All right, Chikix, any last final words before? No, I mean, nothing. <laughs> I, I, was gonna, I mean, right off the bat, I was going to say, uh, Valentina, how can folks connect with you okay. or like, follow you? But, you know, but you shared that. So I was like, that was the question I had. You sh- you, yes, oh, okay. You gotta, I, I would just, uh, to our listeners, say... Um, Thank you again so much for for being here, and to you, Valentina. I hope um, I hope that you know you'll consider joining us again at another mm-hmm. time. You're always welcome to come back to the Brown Sound. Mm-hmm. And um, for everybody else, if you haven't yet, make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Brown Sound Podcast. We are available uh, for streaming through Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And as always, we will continue to bring in folks like Valentina who are committed to uplifting and supporting our communities um, and because she because that aligns with what we're trying to do here um, one and two um, it's really good to get to meet new people so we mm-hmm. hope I hope that we get to uh, cross paths again in the future yes. we'll have to um, come visit Tucson I've never been to Tucson yet oh really I'm yeah. like for, I'm like the next the next native broadcast summit I'll just bring Javi and be like come on you can <laughs> there you go stay. yes <laughs> yeah. but all righty thank you mm-hmm. we'll see you all next time adios bye Cut the I.O. for listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We've had a blast with you all today. Make sure to tune in next time. To follow us more closely, you can check us out on Instagram at the Brown Sound Podcast. For partnership opportunities or if you just want to get a hold of us, make sure to email us at Podcast 208 at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at Brown Sound Podcast. Disclaimer, the thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and the host only. 